Welcome to the Paint, Rest, Repeat podcast with Roz Gervais and Laura Day, where we chat about our creative lives as artists while keeping it real and a little bit messy. We're here to inspire creatives just like you to push past those boundaries and make art that you love. Let's dive in. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode here at Paint, Rest, Repeat. Um, Today's episode is actually a super special one because I have a guest with us today, and we're going to be talking about lots of things related to galleries um, and gallery representation, and we're also going to chat a little bit about community and also a little bit of mindset as well. I always like to sort of squish in a bit of mindset. So, Philippa, would you like to introduce yourself a little? Sure. Hi, I'm Philippa from Art to Art. We're a gallery in Baller North. We're actually an unusual gallery because we're um, our gallery is based in my home. Um, it's quite a big, generous area, but um, we're not like uh, other galleries. We're a little bit different um, in that way that we're um, not, you know, uh, commercial facing. Um, so we represent um, 70 Australian um, artists, all original, all um, homegrown artists. Um, we also nurture um, up-and-coming artists through our Unearthed Art Prize. Uh, Yeah, and that's a bit about us. Yeah. yeah, and we actually came across each other, well, we've met in person through the Unearthed Art Prize, which is absolutely amazing. Um, so how long has that been running now? So this is our third year. It's your third um, so, year, okay. So for people that don't know, it's an unrepresented artists um, and we run a competition, an art prize, so there's two prizes. There's the um, the main prize, uh, which um, if you win that, you go through to our stables, and that's judged by our artists. So 70 of our artists actually judge the winner of that. Uh, and then the second prize is the People's Choice Award, um, of which is obvious. People come in and actually place a dot under the um, artist or artwork that they like. And we also have um, this year we opened that to um, online, which we had um, 600 people enter um, submit their entry for that so that was great so basically it's 26 finalists um, from a pool of um, this year we had about 160 entries wow, so it's growing growing huge. age yeah it's, it's a lot to narrow down to 26 and there was a like at least four or five that we could have easily gone through so it's just it's really heartbreaking that we can't put everyone through yeah um, I mean that makes so much sense you know I, I've entered a few different art prizes before and mm. I've had all you know the experiences so mm. of not getting through and then being really disappointed oh, and yes. working through that do you what's what's your take on that have you um have you had to I guess counsel any artists through that sort of an experience and maybe it's not with your prize it could be with yes. other prizes yeah I, your... I, I think um you know it takes a lot of stamina to be an artist and you, you really do have to be quite thick-skinned in in a lot of ways um because it, it, it would be heartbreaking to um or anyone that um, doesn't get through to an art prize must feel that um but at the same time we had um four out of the 26 that were repeat um had been in previous years um, and one of those actually picked up the People's Choice Award. So in 12 months, the, it was just amazing to see the development in that artist, um, Salvador de, Bar, de Bartolo. Um, and it was just, yeah, I, I, I think what, what I want, I'd like to say is just for everyone to keep trying and keep pushing through and just get used to a little bit of rejection because unfortunately that's kind of the world it is. I, I think what's hard about that is you pour your heart and soul into artworks 
it is a piece of you on the canvas. So it's hard not to, to feel um, emotional about it, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I often talk about um, this whole art journey being a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> and it's ups and downs. And it's, you know, you go, you're Great. heading right up to the top. You're like, that's it. I'm going to be famous. I'm going to yes. make it. I'm, yes. I'm going to be the next Matisse or whatever it is. And then, yeah. you know, within days, you're back down the bottom going, Correct. oh, what am I doing? Why That's did right. I even think this was a good idea? I Absolutely. don't have any skills whatsoever. And I mm. often say that artists that are going to make it, like however you want to define making it, mm -hmm. um, have to be able to ride that roller coaster. That's they right. have to. Nothing is smooth sailing, unfortunately. So yes. I think it comes down to, you know, knowing mm -hmm. why you're there, why you're making art yes. in the first place. And is That's it right. to win prize it, prizes? Is it for other people or mm -hmm. is there a deeper reason? And look, it's no different than, you know, starting up a business in, in a lot of ways. I guess it's, you know, I, it's probably a lot more personal because it's, it is, as I said, you, you know, yourself on that canvas and it's how you're feeling and it's the story you're telling. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, actually, talking about that, talking about starting a business, I mm. had a little bit of an online search of you and I found oh. your LinkedIn profile. Oh, an goodness. Up to date. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> That's um, good. And I saw that you had a background in sort of graphic design and Branding. Branding, correct. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So tell me a little bit about your background and then maybe also mm -hmm. how that plays into your role today as a curator. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, yeah, so uh, that's correct. I, I um, went to uh, Monash for graphic design and studied it um, and then left and started a business um, with uh, someone I went to college with called Paperstone Scissors. And predominantly that was um, fashion and fashionable items. Um, one of our first clients was Peter Alexander. So, and the company's still going and they're still with Peter Alexander. Okay. So, you know, and so a lot of the, um, uh, a lot of the products that we did there were um, all about branding, obviously. And I love, I love the idea of a brand and what that stands for. And I think, you know, when I came into the, into the art area, I realized that there wasn't such a strong sense of branding through galleries. Um, and I could say that there was a really a great opportunity to create a very strong brand. Um, so anyway, so I, I did that for 10 years and then um, had three kids. So I had a bit of time off and then came back into graphic design. Um, but my passion really laid uh, was with um, art because I'm a collector myself. So um, I would often walk into galleries and just feel a bit overwhelmed and, um, I just didn't feel that, that they were very warm or welcoming. And I never understood why, because art is kind of the opposite. People want to be connected to art. It's not, it, it's a, a bridge to um, <clears throat> the artists themselves. So when you go into a gallery and you didn't feel that, I thought it was always quite odd. So um, art to art was um, a little muse at the time that I would do after my graphic design. <clears throat> Hang on, I'll just have a little bit of a sip because I'm getting <laughs> You're fine. We were just chatting before about how, <laughs> Philippa, you like to drink chai. Is it chai? Do you have a chai latte or a chai tea? Chai latte. Oh, chai mm -hmm. latte. Mm -hmm. okay. Very right, special, straight from the satchel and <laughs> <laughs> nothing fancy. It's the good stuff. It's the good stuff. Correct. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so then I, I started 
um, in, we moved to Baldwin North and in our area, when we met other parents and go to their homes, I noticed that they didn't have much art on their walls, if any, or it wasn't great, wasn't original. Um, and I always wonder why that was because they're just fabulous homes. So then I started to um, show, uh, help people with art in their homes. And that kind of got um, very tedious because it's it's very hard to connect people with the exact right piece of art. So instead, what I did was um, had a website that I would um, drag people to and put all the art that I liked on there. Um, and that kind of started the whole um, rolling of art to art because I really loved kind of curating artists and seeing who was out there. And I would just like be so um, consumed by finding new artists and um, building that kind of website collection that it started out to art basically. Yeah. And it's yeah. amazing what you've created. So how long is the, well, the gallery as I saw it a couple of months ago, how mm -hmm. long has it been that, yeah. that version? <laughs> well, so we, we did our first pop-up in Paran five years ago. We had an opportunity um, to have a house for a weekend. Um, and that was where the first time I realized people need to be in front of art. It's, it's great to have an online model, but at the end of the day, there's nothing beats standing in front of a beautiful piece of original art with, you know, it's all, all brushstrokes and it's intensity of colour and scale. And um, and you could see when people, oh, oh my God, that's you know, beautiful. You could see them connect. Um, so, so then, so it's been five years since then. Okay, all right. Um, I liked how you were talking earlier about um, how important it is that people are connecting with artists mm. and also artworks. And it just made me think a little bit about, you know, the more um, conservative gallery world and that sort of play between whether mm. people are buying art for status or whether they're buying art for yes. connection and, I don't know, love of the art or wanting to support artists as well mm -hmm. yes yeah. yeah I don't know if you have any thoughts around that yeah look I think people generally just want to enjoy art um it's not that tricky you know and you know quite often we have people that come in here and, and they say I don't know a thing about art like they're, they're happy to admit it um which is great to hear and then I might show them something and they'll go you know I don't like that and I go so you do know about art you know what you like and you don't like and now it's just a matter of finding something that you love. So if you love it, then you can live with it every day. And it just, you know, brings you so much joy. I've got even pieces, um, years and years old of mine, I still walk past them. I go, look at you, don't you look fabulous? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I still feel that I made a great decision. And it, it tells, when I bought it at the time, it obviously it tells me of something that I was going through at that time and why I was connected to it. It's like a good song, you know, when you listen to a song and it just you know brings you straight back to that moment yeah I was just thinking as you were explaining that um about how being able to know what art you like um sort of comes to down to knowing yourself as well that's right and being comfortable in yourself yeah that's and right. being able to say yeah no that's fine I like fluoro yellow and everybody mm. needs to know yeah I'm just <laughs> going to lean in on color. fluoro <laughs> exactly that's right yeah and it's having not, that not to you know what you wear and how confident you feel with the clothes that you wear it's the same and people come over to your home and they'll go oh right this is really interesting I didn't know this about you you're kind of dark and mysterious or you know you're into fluoro you, yes. so yeah it's actually, actually that, about you. that reminds me of my hairdresser who is 
absolutely amazing. Let me just tell you how hard it is to find a good hairdresser for curly hair, even though it <laughs> seems like it should be easy, but it's not. Um, and she's amazing. And she tells me about the art in her home being all black and white. Right. Everything is monochrome. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. And yeah. I, just, look, I don't think that there's a right and a wrong. Um, I think that if you enjoy it, that really is the essence of what art is about. And then you can dig it a bit deeper and you can get to know the artists and you can understand why they painted it and how they painted it. And um, then you can follow them on Instagram and, you know, you can go to some you know, solo shows or whatever exhibitions they've got coming up and, and then really connect. And I think that's, that's kind of fun too. And then you can buy another piece and do the same thing. And next thing you know, you've got this great collection. This podcast episode is sponsored by Laura's Creative Kickstart Coaching Sessions, designed for aspiring artists seeking motivation and support to turn their creative dreams into reality. Go to www.laurajaneday.com slash work with me to find out more. Talking about galleries, I have in in my introduction, <laughs> in my chat with you, my email to you about this podcast um, mm-hmm. interview proposal, I said, I would like to ask you all the silly questions about gallery, gallery representation. So sure. can I, is, now is the time. Right. <laughs> Are <Go> you ready? <laughs> Be interesting. So, <laughs> so I know we have a lot of we have a lot of aspiring, but also emerging, you know, emerging artists who mm. listen to our podcast. So if we had some artists listening that haven't got representation yet, mm-hmm. I guess, I guess the first thing they have to ask themselves is, do they want representation? So maybe we can talk about the sure. pros and cons. Yes. I don't yes. know if you want to talk about cons. But <laughs> um, <laughs> and then how that works as well. So mm-hmm. what do you think about pros and cons? What are the what are the good things? Yeah, in particular? look, I, I think um, you know, with the with the insurgence of the social media platform, particularly Instagram, artists can be so much um, more available and have a much wider audience by connecting through those kind of social media streams. Um, I know Wanda Cromery, um, an artist solely um, just sells online um, and she's not represented I believe and she does extraordinarily well so I, I think that's a really good case scenario um, I think uh, gallery representation obviously the gallery takes commission um, back in the day I know the galleries also would make artists pay for the collateral the, pro- the promotional material postcards brochures signage I imagine um, and also the drinks and um, cheese platter or whatever. So there was a contribution from the artist um, to hold a solo exhibition. Um, and I think that would be a fair bit to weigh up today because I don't know necessarily, um, oh, I'm sure that's still going, but, you know, particularly the last few couple of years, everyone's had to change course in somewhat in some ways. So um, that connection through Instagram, I think, is, you know, quite amazing to see the growth as well. You see artists take off through Instagram. Um, But um, gallery represented, I think, you know, you're part of a collection of artists and a stable of artists that might lift your profile if some of those um, other artists in that stable are high profile and well-known. So they'll kind of drag you along for the ride in some ways until you find your own feet, until you find your own people. And I think that's kind of really nice networking within the stable of artists. I know that when we have our opening nights, um, often artists are connecting 
uh, and they that's what they they come to do is to connect with the other artists like yourself exactly <laughs> I'm sure you met lots of artists that night it was so lovely I think I think also for a lot of artists we do our thing and we love what we do but we do so much of it in our own little space wherever yes. that is yeah and so it right. can be quite lonely um not in a not in a mm. sad way but it's no. nice to be able to connect with other people <laughs> who do yes. the same thing <laughs> yeah exactly I think it's really important that you do as well and um, it's a good it's a good place to do it when you when you've got like a collection of other people you know their work or already got a heads up on them so it's not just like a cold kind of meeting it's like you already know them yeah exactly so that's really that ties back to that idea of community and networking as well within you know within the art community and how we need that I was actually reading I'm still reading I'm a very slow reader I'm just gonna (laughs) be out there and say that um a book called Real Artists Don't Starve by Jeff Goins and I think I've You've seen it? You've heard I, of it? I, have, I haven't read it, but I have seen it. Is it any good? Yeah, it's a really interesting book. So it just talks, it's, you know, I love, I do, I read really slowly, but I love hearing different perspectives. So mm-hmm. that's how it is. Um, and he talks about, um, yeah, how you can't make your art in a, in a silo. You need to be able to connect mm-hmm. to other people um, if you want your art to go anywhere. And I thought that was interesting. That's his, yes. his view. But I, I mean, I do see that. Mm-hmm. as well and it's yeah. also just makes it even more fun absolutely <laughs> and and I think you know going back to the gallery style particularly for us and my background in branding it's the one thing I love to do because I notice that artists generally aren't great at selling their work um possibly because it's so personal and you know if anyone says a bad word they might it might you might go down rather than up <laughs> Um, so, you know, I, I love the packaging together of the exhibitions and, you know, all the advertising. That's sort of my background anyway. So it just comes so easy um, for me to do that. And also we had the inclusion of catalogues through COVID, which um, we had one exhibition that got cancelled. Like, I don't think we even made opening night, but we'd set up, we'd done everything, we were ready to go. And then we got, you know, closed down. So we turned that into a catalog, which obviously is, is my background is catalogs. Um, and so that was, that started to spur a whole lot of catalog. <laughs> we haven't stopped doing catalogs since, which is great because people can really see what they look like in situ, um, get a feel for the scale. It's just one closer bridge for them to see it. Um, and then we had things like, you know, um, a live preview, uh, preview walkthrough with Facebook. Um, and then we'd also send people, um, videos and photos to directly so we tried to kind of combat the fact that we couldn't get people in yeah and the fact that you can do that because I Mm. had a um exhibition planned last year Uh and it was actually my first solo exhibition so I had everything all planned and all framed you know I spent all my money basically (laughs) and then and then our first lockdown here in Sydney happened and it took a while to get Mm -hmm. even get my head around it I just sort of froze for a few weeks I'm thinking Right. So <laughs> yeah, so it's amazing, you know, for if to be to be with a gallery means that they can help you through those yes. hiccups as well. You know? That's right. And exactly. I think like you're saying, we're all learning how to roll with it. Um, Correct. Yes, that's <laughs> yeah, right. It's nice to, I'm sure, to have someone on your side in that regard. Yeah, and we'll always, you know, we felt very compelled. We could have easily sat on our hands through COVID and gone, great, I'm going to spring clean the crap out of my house. 
Yes. yes. Um, but I felt totally the other way, which mm. was more that there's so many artists, you know, you know, needing the income that mm -hmm. we really need to be, we need to double the work on the other way, you know, really get out, get out there and make sure that we're making lots of noise and um, that artists are selling. Yeah, that's it. And it's very creative too, you know, yeah, it's well, creative in a different yes. way. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay. So we've chatted a little bit about the representation side of things. Um, and that's been really helpful. So thank you for sharing. Um, <laughs> if there was someone listening that wanted to know the practicalities of actually approaching a gallery. So, yes. I mean, I would always say to try to make sure that your art matches that gallery and actually suits other Absolutely. The style that I imagine yes. is the first step. Yep. But where to from there? What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really important to get along to some of their shows and just, you know, follow them and make sure that they're um, in the right style as well because, you know, we we um, get approached often and while people might be an amazing artist, it might not suit our clientele. Um, so, you know, that's another thing. If, if, if um, you know, you, you don't get into a gallery, it might not be that you're not a fantastic artist. It might just be that your style isn't part of, you know, what they're offering. 100%. And I'm yeah. just going to interject interject, and just say it's the same, I believe, with the art prizes as well, mm, you know. Correct. So it, it doesn't mean your art is no good. It means you didn't <laughs> suit the, the you know, panel or yes. your art amongst all the other artworks That's didn't right. sit right. It's correct. not as personal as you think it is, but I think That's it's right. easy to take it personally. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So on, on, for us on our website, we've got um, a tab um, that says artist submissions. So people can submit that way. And as with the Unearthed, um, particularly for um, if you're really a rising star and up and coming and, you know, you're just finding your feet, I would definitely recommend the Unearthed Art Prize, um, which opens up uh, at the end of November um, um, with... Uh, entries um, being selected early February for the show. So then that's a really good period because you've got that kind of Christmas break to work on your piece. And also we have like a, um, a exact format that we work to. So it's not large and small pieces, it's all the same scale. So that gives everyone the same um, playing field to work on, I believe. Um, so I'd also really look into um, other art shows. Some of those school-based ones, uh, really quite well run and, and beautifully done. So Toowoomba, Toowoomba Gallery, uh, Grammar, Toowoomba Gallery, uh, Grammar Art Show, <laughs> trying to get that out. <laughs> um, St. Kevin's in Melbourne's um, really fantastic. Uh, but And I think a lot of them have also sort of been on hold the last couple of years, so they'll probably be resurfacing again. Um, but, you know, get along to art fairs, the affordable art fairs coming up in Sydney in June, the other ones in September. Um, the other art fair, which is individual artists. So um, some of our artists are looking at getting individual stalls and just showing their um, art. That's also another great place to get some exposure. Yeah, I think just get out there as much as you can is what I would say. Okay, so get out there, um, go and check out all the different sort of options. Try mm. to sort of pinpoint some, some galleries or some yes. opportunities that align with your style. Correct. And yes. then and then try to go down the proper avenue of um, putting your art forward. So if they have a sort of submission section or, for example, on their website. Yes, exactly. That's right. Okay. All and, right. you know, if, if 
you do you know you're not successful i hate saying reject it's a terrible word but <laughs> no it is a terrible su- word terrible word <laughs> um if you're not successful then try again 12 months later yes because exactly. your style would have changed i'm sure it would have evolved a lot more and it might just hit the right note then um if 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 it didn't hit it the first time so yeah i'd, I'd keep pushing people <laughs> yeah i love it it's the roller coaster <laughs> Yeah, the roller coaster, exactly. right? The roller coaster, yes. and and that sort of um, stubborn streak. I think that uh, that artists need as well. You know that that persistence. Correct. Yeah, mm. and faith that um, you know that you know where you're going, and you're going to get there no matter how what, however long it takes, kind of thing. And if you're really loving and enjoying what you do, then that's going to come through in your art. Yeah, definitely. I see what and you're saying. I know that. One of our, um, one of the unearthed um, entries had been painting and selling and had been painting for what people, what what she thought people wanted. And she entered the year and she wasn't seen. But this year she put her hands up in the air and she said, right, that's it. I'm not going to paint for people style anymore. I'm just going to do whatever I want to do and whatever I love. And one of hers was one of my favourite ones because you could really just see the love and the enjoyment she had creating that piece. And it was so different to what she'd done in the past. And I think now that once she saw that in herself, that's a road she's going to take, which will make her so much more happier and more true to herself. It's interesting how we sometimes need that um, push. Like yeah. we need permission even. Like that's that's she gave herself for whatever reason. Yeah. I don't know if she chatted with you prior or other people. No, but- no but it's a nice way of looking at it. Yeah, she yeah. she somehow found that permission to create art that she loved, even though it was separate to her dominant mm-hmm. style. Mm-hmm. And that's now fueling a new direction for her. That's, that's right. really lovely. Yeah, I thought so too. I love I love to hear that. Yeah, that's and gorgeous. Even the um the People's Choice Award, Salvatore, who entered the previous year, he came up with a very um, geometric um styled art. Like I think it was like four colours. It was really and his entry this year is completely different. Like, um, couldn't be more poles apart. Uh, so, you know, there you go. You can, I think as a new artist, you're always finding your feet as well. You're trying to work out your groove, work out what where you sit, what feels good, what you own. Um, and I think initially a lot of artists probably borrow a little bit of elements and styles from each other, um, subconsciously or not. I think that kind of happens through maybe Instagram and just oh my goodness 100% (laughs) I have to tell you I actually painted this it was a little while ago but I painted this abstract floral and I was like this is how it's going to look this is I can I can just visualize I've got it I've just I just know what I'm going to paint and then I paint this thing and then I look at I'm like that looks a lot like someone else's artwork that I've seen before. And it wasn't a calculated thing, but I had seen an artwork that was similar somewhere else. And I loved Mm. it. And I, I saw it, you know, swiping through Instagram, not actually analyzing it. Mm -hmm. And it's just gone into my brain. It's so terrible. How do do we manage that? I don't know. I I think that's, that is a really tough one. And, and, I think as an artist, I've seen um, some artists get really upset about that, Mm. which is the right reaction if you kind of, you know, own a style type thing and you're known for that style. Mm. Um, But then I've also seen other artists that don't take that on board and, Mm. and don't. And I think 
there's a bit of karma about the second option um, mm. that I think's kind of quite clever. Uh, and I admire um, artists that kind of go, you know what, look, I'm just, I'm just going to run my own race. Um, and if someone's, I know plagiarism is the highest form of a compliment, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but at the same time, it, I think because you're invested so much in creating your own style, mm. um, that when someone kind of, you know, skims a bit close, you, you, your walls come up. Oh, it is such a fine line, isn't yeah. it? I've had that experience in other ways. Um, and it is a really, really tough one to navigate. I think it's, I think it's when you've put so much effort into something. Yes. And so much heart and so, like not just effort and energy, heart and soul into something. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then you, I guess it comes from feeling threatened, doesn't it? It has That's to. Right. Yeah, I guess so. It has to come mm -hmm. from that space. And then you have, yeah. like you're saying, the artist, or it, I'm not talking specifically about art actually, but um, then you have, based on your story, um, <laughs> the artists who can just sort of, um, just accept that that's okay. They're just going to do their own mm. thing and they sort of trust. It's almost that trust that's in right. the universe as well, like Correct. a broader yes. sort of a trust yep. um, that it will just work and out how it should. Rise above, you know. That's exactly it. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel like that might be a good spot to end. Do you have one key piece of advice or should I lower the pressure? <laughs> three three good bits of advice <laughs> um for new or aspiring or I don't know you can choose um artists who are listening <laughs> from um, from a curator gallery sort of point of view I think well, I think I think we kind of really sort of summarized that with this last conversation I think is you know trust in yourself stick with it um you know be on your own journey keep fighting for what you know is out there um, and find your place. I guess that would be it. And the, the other thing I want to say, this is really interesting, because your um, headphones, right, you've got a painting behind, a little cutie, see that little cute colourful one there? And through your headphones, there's a gap and it looks like you're wearing a flower. So <laughs> I'm happy with that. Actually, I should have... <laughs> It's like, I should attach a little flower. I know it looks like it's so cute. I just wanted to say like above from our very serious art conversation today that's been um, thrilling me the whole conversation. I'm so glad. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Philippa. Um, and we look forward to chatting with you more. We'll make oh. sure that we tag you below and all of that bizzo thank you oh well thank you so much for having me and i can't wait to see your journey which is already going so strong and you're doing some gorgeous work and we obviously sold both of your two works in the unearth so that was fantastic thank um, you and it was lovely much. to have you here with your husband it was just great <laughs> he's a good man to, to he support is. you he did tell me that too <laughs> Love it, love it. Well, thank you so very much again and um, good luck with all, all the podcasts, the future podcasts. I look thank forward you. to um, hearing more and who else you have, guests you have on. Thank and, you. Um, yeah, thanks so much. Pleasure.